Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Do you want me, baby? In the morning when I call your name. Yeah. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is 512 Friday edition of Ball Don't Lie. We play jams from very talented human beings that you can catch live right here in the ATX. I actually was letting that go on a little too long because I was enjoying it. Who are we jamming right now, Patrick? This is Joe James. He's playing today at the Hill Country Galleria. Oh, man. Joe James. Write it down. J- it's just J-O. Yeah. J- right. Joe James. Just writing down Joe James. That's the, what's the name of this song? This is Do You Want Me. Do you want me? Okay. All right. Yay, yay. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's really nice. I love the voice. Smooth. Yeah, I do. I love Smooth. it. It's very soulful. Uh, that's what uh, 512 Fridays are all about, broadening our horizons, uh, giving us uh, a lot of uh, different musical artists to check out. And if you miss any of them, you can go check them out at hornfm.com. My man Patrick gets them posted up there for you. All right. We'll get back to uh, tournament discussion. We'll give you an update on the games happening uh, right now. I'll also give you an update on the games that have already uh, been set in the tournament. We'll give you that coming up here momentarily, but I want to get into some NFL news, notes, and nuggets mainly to do with the Dallas Cowboys. Um, we'll get into that, but here's um, the big news from the Cowboys, and I know you appreciate this, Hard. You've been talking about backup quarterback for a while. Uh, the Cowboys, they bring Cooper Rush back for, to be their backup quarterback after Marcus Mariota uh, signed with the Eagles, I believe, to be their backup. Gardner Minshew ended up signing with the Colts to be their backup. So the backup quarterback market got a little hot, and I think the Cowboys got a little nervous potentially that somebody might reach out to their guy, Cooper Rush. They decided to get that done. Two-year, $6 million deal. Um, and you know, you didn't have a lot of faith early on in Cooper Rush, but I think he won you over as a Cowboys fan. He did well enough to uh, satisfy for now. I mean, you know, he, he he my my biggest question is I'm glad that they did it because obviously, you know, that's one of my biggest pet peeves is not being able to have a um, a backup quarterback because in the NFL and any position, I mean, that's the most important one and you need to have yourself a backup quarterback. But the one thing that I was curious to and was he going to get signed by anybody else? I think somebody might have reached because Kellen Moore. I mean, that might have been a concern. Who, who's, who's the Chargers backup? Do we know? I think it's Chase Daniels. I wasn't sure. I was yeah, I'm saying I think yeah. it's Chase Daniels. Yeah, I, mean, Chase Daniels yeah, no, yeah. I think they got worried that somebody might try to take Cooper Rush. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I don't know if you needed to be worried. I'm not right, sure. Right, but I, I know the quarterback, the backup quarterback market started to heat up. So let me ask you this: Do the Cowboys still mm-hmm. need to go out and draft a quarterback? 
The Cowboys, you know how I feel. I've I been saying I, the yeah, Cowboys I, should always be trying to draft quarterbacks. Sure. You ain't got to draft them early, but you should be trying yeah. to draft a quarterback. And for a team that's drafted the second fewest quarterbacks in the NFL since 1999, and yet they end up drafting pretty good quarterbacks. Yep. Dak was a good pickup. Mike White, who's the backup in Miami now, he was a good draft pick for him. Hell, Ben DiNucci, DiNucci is the best damn quarterback in the XFL, I believe, right now. For people who are DiNucci. watching the XFL, I believe DiNucci is lighting up the XFL. Well, not lighting it up. He's the best quarterback in the XFL, whatever the hell that means. My <laughs> point is, Cowboys are better at drafting quarterbacks than they than they actually realize, and they should draft more quarterbacks. Yeah. You should do it. So I'm with you. Draft a quarterback this year. Yeah. And then you can cut Cooper Rush next season. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Find a young backup quarterback. Yeah. Especially since Dak is, he's aging. And, you know, Dak has had multiple seasons now where he's missed, you know, missed multiple games. Yeah. He's been, he's been injured quite a bit lately and he's not been that. Teflon Don, so to speak, where he's been able to well, nobody bounce has. back quick. No, no, the NFL yeah. set a record for 64 different starting quarterbacks this season, yeah. an NFL record. So no, nobody is that. I mean, we had in the NFL playoffs, we were looking at third-string quarterbacks for the 49ers, for the Miami Dolphins, hell, for the Ravens. We got teams playing third-string quarterbacks in the playoffs, guys. Yeah. So that, you know, I believe it tied for the most, I believe, uh, different starting quarterbacks in a non-strike NFL season. My point being, a lot of NFL quarterbacks had to play this year. Hell, even at the, the college level, looking at the Big 12, only one team um, had, had went throughout the whole entire season without having to go to a backup quarterback. And I believe that was a Iowa State starting quarterback. Yeah. Uh, I forget his name right now off the top of my head. But still, you need a backup quarterback. I would say everything valuable in our life, we take out insurance on life, uh, house, health, car. Uh, the quarterback is the most valuable position, arguably, in all of sports. And the insurance on the quarterback position is the backup quarterback position. And I think more teams need to take it, you know, prioritize it, take yeah. it seriously. And I think the Cowboys like what they have in Cooper Rush, but you should always be investing in the quarterback position. So, yes, yes, they should draft a quarterback in this draft. I dig it. I dig it. I'm Somewhere. down with that. Yeah, no doubt. Somewhere in the draft, they definitely need to look at that. And that's why, <clears throat> excuse me, that's why when they made this decision to draft him, I was like, all right, cool. I mean, not draft him, re-sign him. I was like, at least we know what we get from him. Mm-hmm. He's going to go out there and do the best that he can, play some good football, and then you got to see what the other team is. Uh, we got to see what the other teams are if Dak were to get hurt because he did well until he played against – Philadelphia, and then that defense made him look like a backup quarterback. Yeah, because oh, yeah. you know why? No they had film on him. Like you always talk about, they got film on you. They're gonna start making adjustments and taking things away from you that made you comfortable. No, you're right about that. I don't disagree with that at all. Uh, yeah. That's that's the reality of it. But I think he, I think he he surprised all of us. Yeah, uh, by exceeding expectations when Cooper Rush was in there, so they we like our guys. We that's the, like our guys. That's the Cowboys' favorite four words. We like our guys, yep. and they actually were right about liking Cooper Rush. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of the Cowboys, continue the Cowboys conversation. Um, they and I, I got this quote from um, um, Mike Fisher, and Mike Fisher does a great job covering the Cowboys. Uh, but this is a quote from the the combine, actually. And it's from Stephen Jones. So apparently Stephen Jones at the Combine admitted that he wanted to add juice to the offense. He said, quote, offensively, we've just got to have maybe add a playmaker to it, add a little juice, add a, add mm. a playmaker to it and see if we can do that. What does he mean by juice? Are we talking about, you know, not 
the juice or rental Jane. No, not, not that <laughs> juice. And not the juice that uh, Tupac was referring to either in the movie. Right. Um, I'm thinking he's talking about some a, a playmaker and actually a game-changing presence on offense. And there's been rumors that they think Odell Beckham Jr. could be that guy. I think Harge and I, on the, we both agree, we don't think he is that. He, he can be an addition and he can contribute. I don't think he's a game-changing presence anymore as a receiver. Now, if you went and you got DeAndre Hopkins, maybe that would be that. But DeAndre Hopkins is way too expensive for the Cowboys. Yes. I mean, talking about a receiver that's going to be upwards of $26, 27000000 per year. They're not going to pay that. Four receivers, just not. He's top five, top four unless highest favorite receivers. Take, yeah, unless, unless he's gonna take a pay which, cut, which he ain't gonna do. Exactly, not this stage of the he game. He wants it. all his bread. So I want I, hinting. You know, I wonder where, where they're gonna get this because I think they've been looking for this playmaker or this just you know juice. Uh, for the offense <laughs> for a while, but we know as free agency started, they focused on the defense. Yep. Bringing back Donovan Wilson, Le- uh, Leighton Van Der Esch, and then going to get Stephon Gilmore. I remember we had, you had uh, Hard John, you had, uh, was it Goose Goslin you had yep. on? Yep. And I asked him, I said, listen, there are two ways to win a title in the NFL for the most part elite, elite quarterback or elite defense slash pass rush. Um, the Cowboys are actually closer to being the latter than the former. Um, he agreed. Yeah. And I think maybe the Cowboys agree now too. And maybe that's why they're like, no, 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 we need to load up on defense, man. Yeah. That's going to be our bread and butter. Offense is going to complement the defense. That's why Mike McCarthy is talking about running the ball now. And maybe they're not going to put so much of the pressure on Dak. And they're going to say, hey, you know what? Defense is going to win us. And we're going to be a defensive-oriented, defensive-minded team. They still need weapons on offense. And I don't know where they go other than the draft right now to add a game-changing, playmaking presence. Yeah, and and that's the other part of it, too. You want to sit here and – try to figure out what's the next move. I'm done. I'm confused on what they try to make happen. And in the juice player that they're thinking of, juice. I'm not I'm not looking at him. Maybe it's somebody else. Maybe it's a Jaron Judy because I've seen some conversations about a possible trade with the Denver Broncos because maybe Jaron Judy Jared Judy does not want to be there anymore in Denver. Maybe that's a possibility. No, I, I don't know. I think they put the kibosh on that too. I believe the report out now is that Corlin Sutton or Jerry Judy, neither one of them are up for I a would trade. definitely take Sutton because I think Sutton would have been a better number two for for, but I, I love the fact that Jerry Judy could stretch the field and all that other stuff. But if Sean Payton wants to keep those guys with him and give him another opportunity with, uh, with uh, Russell Wilson, that's going to be huge then. That's going to be really a big move for them. It's just frustrating because every time you think you're going to make a play, Rod, just doesn't happen. Yeah. Just doesn't happen. Jerry refuses to bring in a big-name person. I don't understand why. I don't understand. because I'm not asking you to go out and get a bunch. You just need one. There's somebody out there who is willing, because I don't think you're going to get on the free agent market. There's no wide receivers that I like really on the free agent market to be that type of presence for the Cowboys. There are contributors, right. but there's no, I don't think there are guys who, there are guys who can move the chains, but not guys that can change the game for you. And you're looking for guys who can help change the game, which means you got to go trade for somebody. Mm-hmm. Now you can try to get that guy in the draft, but that's just a, you know, that's, we all know that's more of a toss-up. You don't know if they're going to be able to have that type of impact early on, and you want to be in a win-now mode if you're the Cowboys, especially if you're Mike McCarthy. So you got to go trade for a big-time playmaker on offense. I think that's where the Cowboys got to go. They just made a really successful trade with Stephon Gilmore. There's somebody out there out of the 32 teams, or 31 other teams, I should say, that 
are willing to make a trade for one of their key offensive playmakers for a number of different reasons. Bloated contracts. Yeah. They want to move on. Uh, they're looking for, to stack draft capital for the future. Whatever. Different reasons. Your job is to go find that person right. and that team. Right. And they did a great job of it with Stephon Gilmore. People weren't even thinking about Stephon Gilmore for a Was trade. not thinking about and him. Didn't, name didn't come up much. Cowboys made a move. There is somebody like that on offense with a team in the NFL, I guarantee you right we now. We just don't know who it you, is Exactly. You just, that, that's part of what makes you a great GM or yep. executive. You go out there and you make the deals, the art of the deal. Get yep. it done. Yep. That's And I think that's what that's going to be their best bet right now. Unless you get a B. John Robinson in the, you know, in, in the first round because you deem he's that guy. Yeah. I doubt they go wide receiver in the first round. Maybe, yeah. maybe they'll go tight end. How about this? Your boy Dalton Schultz? Crickets? I, I told you. Cricket told you that might have been a really savvy move by the Cowboys told to say, you know what, go see what the free market says about your value, and then you know call us back when you hear news. Yeah, because right now he's still out there. No yeah. doubt, Gasecki's out there too at free agent tight yeah. end. If you've mm-hmm. moved on from Dalton Schultz, another tight end that can go receive. Gasecki, so, they're yeah. talking about they're trying to make a move, and uh, Bill O'Brien has actually been trying to get him to come to the New England Patriots. So there's a lot that's out there. There's a lot to try to unpack. And I'm glad you said that about the market. The market is telling you it's we're not paying you that top dollar for the tight end position because especially uh, I saw Hayden Hurst just signed with the Panthers, mm-hmm. and his contract wasn't that great either. Okay. You know there what you I'm go. saying? So the market is telling you, nah, I don't think we're going to do that this time. A uh, report from Inside the Star, uh, multiple sources. This comes from a Fan Nation, Cowboys Country. said multiple sources from Inside the Star suggest to us that there is an in-house debate over the concept at uh, paying OBJ's uh, price tag wish of $20 million um, or you know, having basically a negotiation to try to get him down to what they think is a more, I don't know, a more reasonable figure of eleven yeah. to thirteen. Gallup makes thirteen a year. Yeah, Hell, Juju just signed for eleven mil a year. That's what with, the market is uh, telling you. With New England, I believe it was he just signed with. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Odell's got it. You ain't getting 20. I just exactly. I guess you want you start high in negotiations and then you know you end up somewhere in the middle. Man, you ain't getting close to 20. I don't think anybody out there believes that Odell deserves 20. No, him and his agent and his mama. Yeah, and, and he, his daddy. I think his daddy is big on his big OJ. So he did Odell sign fan. with he did sign with the Patriots. Oh, I knew the they were working. The Patriots? I okay. knew they were working on it. And I do want to say this. So okay. Hayden Hurst, his numbers were three years, 21.7. Five million dollars with thirteen million guaranteed at signing seven million seven point two five million for the twenty twenty three season. So it's a seven million seven, year deal yeah. for him. So that's what I'm saying. Like you're not getting that money that you think you're going to get, and I think they're trying to do the corrective part of the of the the, the contracts now. And this is why we were talking about Lamar Jackson for so long. They're trying to correct the market the best way that they possibly can because they're like. This money that we're paying is getting out of hand. Uh, and I don't disagree with that at all. I think there's a lot of that going on on large, on micro levels and macro yeah. levels in yeah. the NFL, too. I think you, you brought up the, the macro level of Lamar Jackson, no question. And the Cowboys are doing it on a smaller level here, yeah. uh, telling, you know, Dalton Schultz, hey, go out there, go see what you could earn uh, on the free market. And I think right now, 
maybe he's not getting the number, uh, not getting the response that he would have liked. Uh, but that's what free agency is all about, man. It's all about value, what your value is. Um, speaking of value, there are two reports. Or I see one report, and then I saw one story, I should say. So one report. Uh, there is a report, though, that, and from multiple sources, Pat McAfee was talking about his show, that the Bucks are interested in Zeke. Mm-hmm. About Bucks already. Yeah. I thought I thought it would take a while for a team to bring Zeke in. Not gonna oh, lie, no. I thought it'd take you know maybe training camp, even in season potentially. I would not with this with how deep the running back market is in free agency. The free agent market is still really deep. Deontay Foreman just got signed. Yep. All right, Which just I'm got signed to go to the Bears. And remember, I kept saying the Cowboys should sign Deontay Foreman because he'd be cheap. How much did I say Deontay Foreman was going to cost? Anybody remember? Remember how much I said he was going to cost? Yep. Two, two to three million dollars. Yeah, yeah, they signed him for three million dollars for one year. Yep. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's a mercenary really right now. He's, he's bouncing really from club cheap. to club. I'm, like, I'm so upset the Cowboys didn't just get that cheap running back. Man, he's so cheap. And it's so funny they what got rid doing? of they got rid of David Montgomery who went to the Lions and then they bring in another back. Yeah. To come. yeah. It's just amazing to me how they make this thing. Go look at they the age. Look. We got to look at age. Right, age right, is right, big. Right. Running backs. Age is big. But my so. man was out of the league for a little bit. At least David oh, Montgomery was still in the league. Yeah. You know what I'm I, saying? I, I'm with you. I, yeah, Omar, it's a great point. Great. Yeah. Well, you know what? Running back, sometimes that helps. That does. That, that means, no that means, on the yeah, body. Yeah, that means less, yeah. uh, less, less, you know, you got more tread on the tires, yep. less wear and tear. So sometimes that helps a little bit being away. But Deontay Foreman is certainly playing his best football he as a pro. He definitely is. And, and I wanted the Cowboys to get him. And you know he's what I'm saying? Cheap. Man, I've been yelling for the Cowboys to do that. Been for saying that from months. the beginning. As soon as the free agency started, you're like, oh, well, he's going to be out months. there. Yep. Like, it's so, he was so cheap. Yep. So cheap. And all he really wants to do is stay in Texas. Thank you. So I think he would have given you a hometown discount he just to stay in the state. definitely would have been that dude. Can't believe the Cowboys missed on that one. That one hurts. It's that the Cowboys, Rod. That one hurts, though. <laughs> I know. But still, man, that one really does hurt. Uh, okay, anyway, uh, let's get back to more Cowboys news. Um, the Tristan Hill uh, signing, he is now a Brown. That's official, too. Yep. Um, he is now a Brown, so that is also official. Um, he signed a one-year deal with the Cleveland Browns. And uh, getting back to the Zeke thing, though, Zeke uh, is right now, like I said, a, he, there's interest. And I, I think even mutual interest between he and the Bucks, but no, nothing official yet. And there, there, there's talk in H-Town. There are a couple of stories that are talking about whether the Texans should be interested in Zeke. Yeah. Yeah, because Zeke is a. I mean, he does have a, a specific skill now as yeah. a short yardage back. He obviously can't be your and he still can run back. enough. If you needed to put him out there, he can still go out there and and get the job done. Um, but that's not. He's not the back that he once was. But I wanted to say this because you just brought up Tristan Hill, and if you look at the Dallas Cowboys and their history of the second round pick. They could have traded it and got whoever they wanted well, or whoever would fit in that second-round pick because I'm going to take you all the way back to 2002. We had drafted Antonio Bryant and Andre Gerard, Gerard, excuse me, Al Johnson in 23, Jacob Rogers, Julius Jones, Kevin Burnett, Antonio – I mean, Anthony um, – Fasano, Martellus Bennett, Sean Lee, Bruce Carter, Gavin Escobar, Demarcus Lawrence, Randy Gregory, and Jalen Smith, and Jadobi uh, Awuzie. Now, you look at all of those players, each one of those, and I'm, I still have more. So if you look at those three from Awuzie, Jalen Smith, Gregory, Demarcus Lawrence, why do you think the Cowboys got those guys in the second round? All of those guys had issues. 
Every mm. single one of them at the time. Randy Gregory was coming out of the, the program. He was coming out of uh, Nebraska where he had already failed drug tests going into it. Demarcus Lawrence was hurt when he was coming out of the draft. Jalen Smith, we already know the situation about him mm-hmm. at Notre Dame. And Awuzie had a – I think he had another bad situation too coming out. Then they went Connor Williams, Tristan Hill, who is no longer with the Cowboys – Trayvon Diggs, Kelvin Joseph, boss man, still having issues, don't know if he's going to make it with the Cowboys, and Sam Williams. So you look at all of those draft picks. Sean Lee, when they got Sean Lee, he was dealing with issues coming out of Penn State because he was dealing with injuries when he was coming out of Penn State. Julius Jones was the only one that was a decent one when you start looking at them all. So that second-round pick doesn't always hit to – does not always hit for the Dallas Cowboys. Just something to think about. Uh, yeah, no, I, I don't disagree. Like I said, I think the Cowboys' best bet is to use trade capital um, and, you know, obviously draft capital to try to find mm-hmm. a playmaker. I don't know if they're guaranteed to get that guy in the draft. I don't know if they're targeting that guy in the draft, and I don't I don't know if that guy exists right now in NFL free agency. So, yeah, if you think that – the second round pick for the Cowboys can get you a playmaker. I would definitely think about trading it if I was the Cowboys. No doubt. Um, they, you know, but I, I don't know if they need to go as high as a second round pick. Yeah, honestly, I yep. mean, you just got Stephon Gilmore for what? Yeah, what did you get him for a fifth, fifth round pick? Yeah, that was great. It was outstanding. You know, if you're targeting a second round pick, I'm not sure that you actually need to go that high. I would start a little lower. Nope. Um, and try to get, get something get for a for third that. or right. fourth round pick. Because truth is, a lot of teams just trying to get rid of they're trying to get rid of salary too. Yep, they're trying to dump salary when they dump a lot of these contracts from players. Because um, someone here says, you know, about DeAndre Hopkins, how much he's getting. I think Nate says DeHop is twenty mil a year. I think he's higher than that. Yep. I think DeHop is around 20, 25, 26. DeHop this year, I believe, his cap hit is around thirty. Yeah, and it gets it gets it gets higher, I yeah. believe. Yeah, so, yeah, and then it go, it goes down the following year. So I think this year is thirty, and then it's twenty six next. Yeah, so yeah, it's he, he's got a huge cap hit. We wish it was twenty. It was twenty. Yeah, Cowboys yeah. is in there dancing. Yeah, right, we exactly. in there dancing, baby. In twenty would be great. It's not yeah. twenty. Point is, Cowboys misread the market, miscalculated the wide receiver market, and they should have kept the Mari Cooper the entire time. Like Card said, should just kept that dude. Yep. And paid him his twenty million, his bread, and then uh, you'd have been great. You'd have been great. Crazy. You'd have had really. You'd have had Dalton Schultz, Amari Cooper, and C.D. Lamb. You'd have had one of the most prolific passing offenses in the NFL. What Cowboys misread the market there. They're, That's what they do. Yeah, and they're doing it again. By the way, they they, they did good <laughs> That's on what the they do. Dalton Schultz uh, tight end market read and prediction, but they've really screwed up the running back market in my opinion. Yeah. I think yeah. they've screwed it up again. I think they misread it. I I, I think they. You know, them basically putting the franchise tag on Tony Pollard, they they could have went non-exclusive franchise tag, had cheaper. Who the hell was going to give up two first-round picks for Tony Pollard? Yeah. Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> so you could have went a cheaper tag on him. Could have did both of them. Or you could have not tagged him did, at all. And if they did, goodbye Tony Pollard. Exactly. <laughs> so I don't Or you could have not tagged him at all because I don't think anybody in this running back free agency period, I don't know if they'd have picked up. They might have. That was yeah. a risk. It was a risk. And then you'd risk upsetting him too. So I get why you did it. They basically paid him for what he did last year and for him being kind of underpaid for his production the last few years. But, man, I, like I said, you – this this running back market, he's he's now one of the highest paid running backs in this market. Yeah, all those guys, all the running backs now in France are getting like six mil a year on average. Jeez. There's not been a running back yet who has signed a new contract, a new deal 
that makes them even in the top 12 highest paid running backs per season yet. No doubt. Cheap. Very cheap. You misread it. You're cheap. Yeah, you just you misread the market. You could have easily gotten top poly cheaper and some other ones cheaper too. What's up? Um, all right. Um, so, all right, we come back. We'll get into some other NFL news. As a matter of fact, there's an Adam Schefter report that we have to get to. Adam Schefter, he's reporting on what the Panthers want to do with that Shifty top overall Schefter? pick. Yeah, yeah and, and Schefter's got a lot of reports out there, man. It's yeah, just a he silly, is busy. It's a silly season. And he is busy. Yeah, he is busy. A lot of <laughs> silly stuff going on. So we'll talk about what's real, what's fake. We'll get into that other NFL news notes. And other, but also, we'll give you your tournament update. We'll give you the uh, update on all the scores happening right now. Um, we'll also give you the update. Update on all of the tournament matchups that have been settled already, and we'll talk about how busted our bracket is. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie, wonderful on the horn. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Horn. It is a 512 Friday edition of Ball Don't Lie on 1049 The Horn. We play jams from very talented human beings that you can catch live right here in the ATX. Who we jamming right now, Patrick? This is the Reverend Few, and they are playing tonight backstage at El Mercado. Oh, there you go. I like that. If you miss any part of the, uh, the any suggestions uh, that were a part of 512 Friday, go to hornfm.com and you can catch up with them on uh, the uh, the website there at hornfm.com. All right, uh, my man Harge, he is getting ready to call some Texas baseball games, as a matter of fact. Uh, They're playing the University of New Orleans uh, that weekend series uh, starting tonight. That's why we're off a little bit early. We're off at 6.15, um, so we'll give you some more details about that coming up a little bit later on uh, but let's get you caught up with some of the tournament scores we'll get you some of the updates in the tournament then we'll get back to talking some NFL news notes and nuggets actually got a couple of Cowboys stories that we want to hit too so we'll get to that but uh, real quick uh, the Pittsburgh uh, Pittsburgh actually right now 11 seeded Pittsburgh they're up right now 44 to 30 oh man over six seeded Iowa State. Oh man, I gotta check my bracket. Uh, you also have yeah Iowa State started off that game ice Whoa. cold, dude. I, yeah, I gotta check my. That's another busted bracket right there. No question. I'm pretty sure I picked Iowa State in that matchup. Uh, also, you got six seed Creighton right now, 56 uh, 47 lead over 11 seed NC State. Oh, by the way, that Pittsburgh Iowa State game uh, about six minutes left in the second half. Should have told you that uh, with Pittsburgh 
up 44 to 30. 11 seeded Pittsburgh up 44 uh, or 44 30 on six seed Iowa State. Uh, also, the NC State game, you have uh, Creighton, a six seed. They're up 56 47 on 11 seed NC State. About six minutes left in the second half there. And also, you have the UConn, four seeded UConn over uh, right now. Actually, I take that back. I assumed that was the case. Four seeded UConn losing to 13th seed Iona. 39-37. Whoa. At halftime. Mm. Didn't see that one coming. Got to check the bracket. Oh, man. My bracket is... I think I had the first day I had four losses after the first... You know, you know it's bad. I'm not even looking. Oh, you, just, uh, you gave I'm up? Di- look, you don't want to see that red? I don't want to see the red on there. You don't want to see all that red? Say, you know what? Let's yeah. just look. I'll look like I'll look tomorrow when everything's done in that first round and see how I'm doing like in the next couple rounds. Uh, yeah, it's right because all you really care about is the elite eight, the deep round, elite eight, final four. If you got that intact, yeah. you're still okay. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, the madness has shouldn't shouldn't be that sad. The madness should be sadness to you if uh, you still have your elite eight and your final four intact. <clears throat> the other games <clears throat> that have already taken place today, Marquette. Two-seeded Marquette beat 15-seed Vermont, 78-61. You had three-seed Baylor beating 14-seeded uh, UC Santa Barbara, 74-56. Three-seed Xavier beating 14-seed Kennesaw, Kennesaw State, 72-67. Uh, you also had five-seed St. Mary's beating 12-seed VCU, 63-51. And Michigan State, a seven-seed, beating a 10-seed USC, 72 60 Two. My show update on the madness. We'll get back to previewing uh, and reviewing by previewing Texas' big win over Colgate, but also previewing their matchup coming up in the second round of the tournament versus Penn State. We'll do that coming up in the top of the five o'clock. So stick around for that. All right, let's get back to NFL news, notes, and nuggets. Uh, a couple of things I want to hit here, just real quick. I, I ranted about this yesterday, and even more proof of it today. And I'm not trying to. Rain on the Cowboys, you know, parade. Because I think the Cowboys have had a really good offseason so far. And I praise them for the Stephon Gilmore move. Now you've got one of the top three best secondaries probably in all of the NFL after, you know, re-signing Donovan Wilson. Um, now you have the best, arguably the best safety core in the NFL. One of the top five best cornerback duos in the NFL. Doesn't include guys like Deron Bland, the youngsters. So even your dime package is pretty damn good. That guy had five interceptions last year. Cowboys secondary looks like it's ready to lock down. Love it. It's one of the best secondaries in the NFL. And you brought back Leighton Van Der Esch. Really the big key to your run defense. He's going to be great. That also allows you to maximize and hybridize a guy like Micah Parsons. You can move him around the chessboard now that you have a stabilizing force at the off-ball linebacker. Oh, I love what the Cowboys have done this offseason. But the Kim Kardashian, Nicki Minaj, Serena Williams size, Cardi B size, Megan the Stallion size, but... All right. It is my job to be somewhat critical, point out the flaws. And I just think they royally miscalculated uh, the market for running back. Now, they did a brilliant job of projecting a tight end market because Dalton Schultz, he ain't getting the offers and the responses that we would have liked. So he might end up coming back to the Cowboys for a discount. Oh, it would be great. Uh, but the running back market right now, they ended up franchise tagging Tony Pollard. Here are the running backs now. I went back and gathered up uh, all of the running back signees so far and what they the contracts that they've signed for. Raheem Mostert signed a two-year, $5.6 million deal. Samaj P. Ryan signed a two-year, $7.5 million deal. Um, James Robinson, two-year, $8 million deal. Alexander Madison, two-year, $7 million deal. 
Deontay Foreman, Chicago got him for one year, $3 million. Uh, David Montgomery, he's got three years, $18 million, so that's six years per, I mean $6 million per. Miles Sanders, four years for $24 million, so he's at $6 million per. Uh, Jamal Williams, three years, $12 million, so he's at $4 million per. You're paying Tony Pollard a hurt running back at $10 million for the franchise tag? Just saying, miscalculation. And like I said, I've been saying for months, you can go get Deontay Foreman where you're waiting on. He's cheap and he's hungry. He's got a lot of tread left on the tires because he he stumbled uh, to start his career, didn't play a lot, and now he's just hungry and he's willing to play for cheap. Last year he had 914 yards, five touchdowns. Basically, toward the, the last, basically from week seven through 18, this is a great stat about Deontay Foreman. From week seven to 18, he was basically as good, if not better, than Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb had 192 carries for 876 yards, five touchdowns, 41 missed tackles for us, 12 carries for 15 yards or more. Week 7 through 18, Deontay Foreman, same time period, 191 carries, one less carry, 876 yards, five touchdowns, 32 uh, forced missed tackles, um, 12 rushes of 15 yards or more. Very similar numbers. So whatever Nick Chubb ends up getting paid, I mean, that, I'm just saying, and you ain't got to, like I said, you don't have to have a long-term investment in Deontay Foreman. That's the whole point. He was a short-term investment. It would have been really good. Point is, Cowboys, based on the deals that have been signed, even the top running backs in this class, and we'll see what you know, Kareem Hunt and those types of guys end up getting, but nobody's paying running backs $10 million per year. And no running back that is signed in this free agent class is even ranked in the top 12 uh, highest paid running backs per year. No, I mean, like, Austin Eckler should be getting paid around 10, 11, 12, something like that, because Austin Eckler is possibly the best running back in the game. And so if you're paying for the best three to five running backs in the game, it could get up there. Tony Pollard has not gotten close to proving that he is one of the best three to five running backs in the league. So, yeah, it's 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 definitely overpaying. I, I Yeah, it's it's one of those things. I get why you didn't want to risk it. I get too, and I totally I'm not, I understand because because they want to start these off season with no running back in their back because they knew they were going to cut. Well, Zeke no, now. and they yeah, and they didn't want to, and that was probably their <laughs> deal. Is I'm sure they were like, look, it's ten million dollars worth it to let us convince Jerry to get rid of Zeke because if we don't, if we have to convince Jerry that Tony and if someone signs Tony Pollard, we are one hundred percent keeping Zeke. Yeah, I just think yeah, it's a good point. But I think about like reading the market is basically looking yeah. at. The entire market, if you look at free agency, uh, hell, like we just pointed out a ton of good running backs that were out there in free agency. David Montgomery, Miles Sanders, Kareem Hunt still out there. Hell, Rashad Penny was signed. Rashad Penny got signed for pennies on the dollar. I believe he signed a one-year deal. Didn't he sign a one-year deal for like $3 million or something like that? Yeah, I think so. It's he, a, yeah. yeah, he was cheap too. Uh, so that's what I'm saying. Like these guys are, I mean, you're getting really good running back. And I'll say Rashad Penny statistically is probably one of the best running backs out there. He, he averaged 6.2 yards per rush. Over the last two years, he averaged, if you look at it, his yards after contact per rush, he averaged uh, 4.5 yards after contact per rush over the last two seasons. And he was with an average O line in Seattle. He's going to be with the best O line in the NFL now with the Eagles. Yeah. No, that that Mm. signing for the Eagles was very good. And yeah, I think there was a point where. Dallas has definitely missed the boat on, you have hey, guy. man, there are so many guys that are all going for way less than we thought anybody was going to go for. You could have added one of them, and I get you're already paying so much in that that on your chart it says, 
hey, man, we can't really afford to spend anything more than the minimum or rookie salary to, to get somebody. But at a certain point, when you look at it and you go, hey, man, let's rob Peter to pay Paul, and we can take this off of somewhere else for this year because it's a one-year deal yeah, and go get a guy for $3 million, who is going to be a huge upgrade on our second running back. Plus, we don't know how much time Tony Pollard is going to need to get back to where he can play 30 snaps, 20 to 30 snaps a game. So we're, I mean, even if we're drafting somebody, and what do you want to do if you're at 26 and for whatever reason, Green and Bijan are off the table, and now you're like, all right, well now our starting running back week one is one of these guys that is a good running back, but nobody pegged him to be the number one guy getting the 20 carries a game, 20 plus carries, and an offense that said you're going to run the ball a lot. Do you want your third string running back to be your day one or third round running back? Yeah, I just like I said, it's like, to misread it this bad to me. That's the you know to me that's the unforgivable part because we've been talking about all year long. It's going to be one of the deepest running back drafts in in, in the last ten fifteen years, and it is right. Bijan, Jameer Gibbs, Devin A. Chain, Zach Evans, Tank Bigsby. Uh, hell, that kid Tajay Spears from what uh, Tulane just ran a four four. And his pro day. I mean, the running back class is loaded. Rojo's in the fourth round somewhere. Loaded. We've been knowing that for a long time. Free agency, we know who's, who's going to be a free agent. You know teams aren't going to. The, the only teams that franchise tag running backs were the Cowboys. The Giants did it with Saquon Barkley. And they did it with Josh Jacobs. Come on, man. I, I think that this I don't also. Think, I don't think Tony Powell should be in that group. And Saquon Barkley, you could argue because of where they drafted him. But my point is, you misread the market, and it was an egregious miscalculation because we knew the free agent market was going to be deep. We knew the draft market was going to be deep. And now you got a bonus because the trade market, Austin Eckler, Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, Dalvin Cook, all up for trades too. And now looking at the free agents who have signed from that position, they're all going for very short deals, mercenary deals, and they're going for an average of around four, th- four to five million dollars per. And these are good running backs in their still in their prime. It was as a bad as yeah. as a bad that was a bad projection and a bad miscalculation in my opinion by the Cowboys there. Yeah, I think also you can tell you that who's got the ear of Jerry Jones and and the actual decision-making is probably Dan Quinn more because we've seen those signings come from Dan Quinn and we haven't seen the offense. And even though Steven Jones is saying they need to get more help, we have not seen really any real effort to get anything done, not make any of those, you know, just smart moves. Dan Quinn seemed to go in and go, look, I'm not asking for a ton. I'm not saying we got to go spend $10 million, $12 million a year on Bobby Wagner. I'm not saying – we got to go do any of this. I'm saying I need Donovan Wilson back. I need Leighton Van Der Esch back, and I need a cornerback. That's what I need if you want me to have one of the top defenses. And he went and got that done. I, it looks like Mike McCarthy has not had that ability to go, yeah, I want to run the ball more. Can we get a running back to healthy week one? I, I'm with you. I, I don't yeah, – exactly. You need insurance, just insurance alone behind Tony Pollard. That should that was the Dante Foreman for me. I was like, oh, no, it's cheap insurance. Yeah. It's cost you $3 million. Guy could end up playing 17 games, could end up playing nine games. Either way, you're good. That's what you need. Yeah. And then you'll get another one in the draft because the draft is so deep. And they were just afraid to start from zero at running back, and I get it, but I just watched the Miami Dolphins do it. The Miami Dolphins 10 days ago had zero running back signed, and then they, they, let, they let two of them go in free agency, hit the free agency, and then they, they re-signed them. They re-signed yep. Jeff Wilson, Raheem Mostert, and then they got two more. 
that was the right move. They were like, no, no. They knew. They was like, no, the market, trust me, the market will tell us exactly what we need to spend for these running backs. And you know what they got? A deal, a discount. So I'm not saying that it's a type of maneuver uh, that will bring down the Cowboys and really, you know, be debilitating to their salary cap. But, you know, when you talk about the NFL being a salary cap league, the NFL is trying to make every team 500. They want they want the team they want the league to be as parity driven as possible. They want every team to be as close as possible. Every fan base has hope. Man, the the decisions you make on the daily, just the small little decisions like that, they just add up. The little advantages you get. You're trying to get every player on that roster to outperform the compensation. That's simple. Yeah. That's that's salary cap in a nutshell. You're trying to get the most bang for your buck with every contract. So you would like the running back position. You'd like the guy to be outperforming the whatever it is, the $10 million you're giving him. Tony probably ain't doing that anymore. When you paid Zeke all the money, he was no longer outperforming his salary. As a rookie, he was. That was great. I don't know if he was outperforming his draft position. So that's also another discussion. Opportunity cost, another discussion we got to have. But just on the basic just raw kind of fundamental belief about salary caps. As many guys outperforming contracts as possible. Period. That's it. And the Cowboys don't think about that enough. You got guys outperforming the contracts. Period. That's, that's when you're going to be at your best. And I think at the running back position, that's what, what they missed out on. Because I would have let Tony Pollard go, let it all go, and just start from scratch. And I think they would have been okay. But – even if not, don't franchise Tony Pollard. Give him the non-exclusive franchise tag. I just wonder why when they're looking for salary cap room to make moves, like, this is more salary cap space you could have had, especially when you had the most expensive running back position in the history of the NFL. You were devoting more dollars to the salary cap at the running back position than any team in the history of the league. That should be your top priority. Oh, no, we need to divest of this damn position. The rest of the NFL is divesting of it. They've already divested. We do. We need to do that too. Why the hell are we overly invested in this one position? Yeah, I, I would say, yeah, I, the non-exclusive franchise tag. That to me, I, I can, if you would have done that, then I would have said fine. You know what? You're going to pay him probably a little, still a little bit more than he was going to get like paid. Eight, maybe eight million. I don't know what But, is, but you probably still would have paid him a little bit more, but not the, like no one's giving up two first. And if someone called right now and offered you two first round picks for Tony Pollard, before they could hang up the phone, you would have you would have three wayed in the NFL office to make sure this trade happened. If someone offered you two first for Tony Pollard right now, because I can tell you, Derrick Henry, they said he's available, and does Crickets. not seem like there is a lot happening. No, that's what I'm saying. Like it's just it it's little small decisions like that they add up, and so do the bad ones. By the way, the bad I, ones and, add up, and they put you behind. And it does. And <laughs> I will say, I will give Jerry credit that this is the first off season where I've seen them make a lot of smart. Just regular moves with consistency of that the Donovan Wilson, Leighton Vander Esch, uh, getting the Stephen Gilmore, the Stephon Gilmore trade, letting go Zeke. Letting go Zeke was a big one that old Jerry would not have done. Old Jerry would have kept Zeke because he was his guy and he and he was like, Look, that's my guy. I'm gonna keep him for you know, for at least another year. I think he could be a big part of our team. Like he definitely would have. So I think there's progress in how the Cowboys are doing business, but I, you know, luckily you have a Dan Quinn who can get you to go in there. And what we see is I think Kellen Moore was making most of those uh, offensive moves with, with Jerry and Steven. Maybe not Mike McCarthy because it does not look like the offense is getting any love right now, even though they say they're going to. 
the Cowboys say a lot of things. Yeah, like I said, it, there there are cheap options out there, and I can't believe now they've passed up all the cheap options. I don't. I mean, I'm sure that, but not for the bang for your buck. You could have gotten. Yeah, yeah. Those they're guys. still. I mean, they're I still love, cheap love, options, but there's a reason they're cheap. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'm talking about guys who actually can bring productivity to the roster. Texas has good teams make decisions last year to save this year. Cowboys wait and pay full price. Yeah, it, it, it's yeah. Like, even the same thing with Amari Cooper, right? They they misread the, the the wide receiver market and they only got a fifth round pick in exchange for a 27 year old wide receiver one in his prime, and yet Tyreek Hill, not saying Amari Cooper's Tyreek Hill, not at all, but he's 28 years old, and he went for five picks, including a first and a second. Devontae Adams, 29 years old, not saying Amari Cooper's uh, Devontae Adams, but he went for a first and a second. Point is, you misread the market. You had guys that were, hell, Marquise Brown, hell, I was say Amari Cooper's better than Marquise Brown. He went for a first and a third. A.J. Brown, first and a third. A.J. Brown's better too, but Still, you got a fifth, but you should have got more than a fifth. So these, these miscalculations, they just add up. And that's what's going to keep you from getting past the divisional round, getting past the 49ers. This is the, getting past the Philadelphia Eagles. This is the difference. It's a game of inches. All right, we'll come back. We'll get into off the record on the other side, right here on Ball Don't Lie, wonderful Nine Mega doo doo. I'm sorry, Mangudu. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Delhi Cat Essen. Well, well, I don't get a brain man comb. Well, congratulations. Continue good sex in, the, good sex in the Big East. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Uh, we don't have much time here, so I'll, I'll just uh, push the stories for our next off-the-record segment. I just have a question here. This is not really a story. This comes from Dan Arlovsky's Twitter account. Everybody knows Dan Arlovsky uh, does a great job as an NFL insider, but also uh, kind of a football theorist like myself, breaking down um, plays and breaking down kind of the scheme and the concepts of the game. Um, but he recently posted this on Twitter because it was a conversation they got into on uh, NFL Live, uh, the show that he works on. And the question was, how many times do you use a towel post-shower till you throw it in the laundry? He claims, I'm 30 times or so till it goes in. Um, he said, and no, I agree, but the air better be hot. He says, "What?" Well, also, he goes on to say, for towel use, he said, most days I shower twice a day. And I'd probably throw my towel into the laundry every two weeks. So I'd say 25 to 30 showers per towel. All right, so that is the question I have for you, Patrick. How long before you throw your, your towel, your shower towel, into the laundry? How many showers are we talking here? We're, it's before, probably, it's, before it's washed. It's probably half of that, I would say. By, I, so probably two, still about two weeks. I just take one shower a day, though. Okay. I'm not a two-shower guy. Because I normally get up, work out, exercise, and then take, take a shower, and, and yeah. then and then you're done. You for shower the day. in the middle of the day, basically. Well, yeah, I shower. Before, day, like, I shower before I come to work. You shower, it was about ten thirty, eleven. 10 30, yeah, 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 somewhere around there. Like, yeah, right so I middle. shower then. Yeah, and then so I'm one shower, but it's probably two weeks. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I about half the time I take two showers. It depends on what I'm doing. Yeah, right? if I if I if I'm not doing anything tonight, maybe I just take that one shower a day. But sometimes, hey, two showers are required because I'm a yeah. sweater. Yeah. So I start sweating a lot. I take I take a shower. But I will say my wife is fantastic about just just cleaning random stuff around the house all the time periodically. So I'd say our towels get washed 
uh, once a week. Okay. Easily. Yeah. And Easily And I will say there's also been times that I have mm. like a weekend, if I take a two-shower day or something like that, I may just switch to another towel because I've got multiple towels and it may not get washed. But, until you, but you have a new towel. But I have a new towel. You have a new towel. That's a good point. What about sheets? Sheets? Sheets. Ooh. Uh, so you're a single man, so yeah, she's, two to three <laughs> weeks, maybe month. Ooh. Like, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I know a single man. You do. I go a while, right? Right. Like, my wife does that once. That's once a week too. It's yeah. done. It's done. There, I guarantee you. You're not going more than a week without changing the sheets. No. Yeah, a single man. Oh man, what? I don't care. Unless I'm having like, if I have a woman yeah, over. Oh yeah. Well, no. If, if I have a company if over, definitely changing the sheets. Yeah. For the single man, you go a while. Yeah. <laughs> I remember those days. Trust me. Yeah. No reason. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Literally doing it for other people. I if I don't care, why am I doing it? Lou, maybe Lou cares. Lou, Lou. Lou sleep in the bed. Yeah, Lou doing? wants things to smell better. <laughs> yeah, I don't buy that for a second. I agree. I don't buy that for a second. Uh, all right, Smith Sex Slide. Uh, you can always hit us up with your uh, your thoughts as well. All right, we come back. We'll talk Texas basketball. Texas big win over Colgate. We'll review that, but also preview their matchup coming up versus Penn State in the second round of March Madness. All of that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie. 104.9 The Horn.